and it has to be researched. And it will be, I assure you, Dr. Brody, Dr. Jones. We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com. And by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so you get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Dano Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, the Geo Gearheads, Zach Fick, the Deadliest Cashers, Tim Turrell, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, D and David Vickery, Adam Labanowski, and our new patrons, Lori Post and Peter Stepanik. If you'd like to become a patron, Head on over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, we've got a fiery discussion tonight, and I think it's going to be lively. So let's get this thing going. Let me start by welcoming my co-host, Sydney Sawyer. Good evening, everyone. And Jesse Lunsford. Good evening. Well, um, before we dive in, we want to have I have one note uh, that I want to uh, provide for folks. Uh, talking to Ryan Semmel, um, the man behind Moga uh, Twenty Seventeen, and he he mentioned that the store is still open. I thought that was cool. The MOGA store is still open. So go get your stuff because there's some cool stuff out there. And the MOGA coin is fabulous too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, where is my MOGA coin? All right. Here's the MOGA coin. So let me show everybody. And it, and it moves around. Ooh. Let me show off my MOGA coin. You got a MOGA coin? Oh, look at that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You can't buy that one, Jesse. That's true. You can't buy that one. But you can't. Okay. You do kind of have to win that one. But you can't buy this one. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really cool. And uh, it moves. And and so, you know, bright, shiny that that spins. So, anyway, go go buy a MOGA coin. Uh, The website is MOGA Geo dot com slash shop 
So go grab some Moga. And there's other stuff out there too. So, And the hotel uh, reservations have opened for next year's Moga as well. Oh, Lincoln, Nebraska. And In fact, we have already booked us a hotel room for next year. Sweet. We did too. Uh, oh, nice. Look at you guys. So Sydney... Come on now, we're gonna we're the now the plan is, and we're gonna kind of draw the curtain back a little bit on our show here. We're discussion. It's in discussion, but we're hoping that we can get Sydney. We, I looked on plane flights, and I think we can get her from up near Buffalo to Lincoln, so she can be there, and all three of us will be there for that event. So that's the plan, right? Right, Sydney. That's the plan, Gary. Okay. It's like the- I would love to be there. It's uh, it would require a flight for me because I do not want to drive that no. far. We can do the flight. You're gonna have to take off your own. You know, I, you know, you have to get your time off and all that good stuff. But uh, hopefully, we can. I know we. I know flight. We can. We, and we, you know, we could do a. We could do a GoFundMe. We need to get a little fun thing going for. I'm sure we could get your. You know, get your hotel room or something. We get you like a, a side of the road. You know, a little camp, little uh, we'll get you a, a, a little camp stove and a, a little, uh, you know, sleeping bag. I think we can probably we can fund that. So I think if we just set the goal on Sydney's trackable to go to Moga 2018, surely somebody will pick her up and take her. Right. <laughs> right. I'll just hitchhike my way there. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> it's true. She is trackable. We could just put the trackable out right. there and just change the goal. Change take the goal. me to Moga. There you go. Right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Tonight. Off, off topic. <laughs> it's okay. It's, no, it's part of the topic. Uh, well, it's kind of off topic for tonight, but it's on topic. <laughs> it's on topic for the show. Uh, we're going to talk about virtuals. Virtuals need to return and had a lot of lively discussion on Twitter this week uh, about virtuals. And I know the chat room is going to be like blowed up tonight with all this conversation about virtuals. But let me um, read uh, something I found about virtuals to get us kind of started. And this is off the geocaching.wikia.com page. And if I'm a fan now, if anybody's ever been out to the geocaching.wikia, so it's not wiki, but it's wikia.com, W-I-K-I-A.com. Go check out that. It's got some cool stuff out there. So here's what they say about virtual caches. A virtual cache is a cache that exists in a form of a location. Depending on the geocache hider, a virtual cache could be to answer a question about a location, interesting spot, a task, or etc. The reward for these caches is the location itself and sharing information about your visit and the adventure of going to this location. I added that part in. Back to back to the wikia. Because of the nature of these geocaches, you must actually visit the location and acquire the coordinates there before you can post. In addition, although main locations are interesting, a virtual cache should be out of the ordinary enough to warrant logging a visit. Virtual caches become became popular due to the lack of maintenance needs, the ease of creating them, and the ability to put them in locations that were uh, unconducive to a physical geocache, for example, national parks. To verify a visit to the geocache site, cache owners are required to gather some information, et cetera, et cetera. So it goes on and talks more about it. I'm not gonna go through and read the whole thing, but I found it interesting the way they worded some of that, because uh, it's very true um, that 
it is a location that back in the day and still is today, we're going to talk about more is that it kind of warrants a visit to that location. So there's a little background on virtuals in case somebody listening is not familiar with them. So, um, so the different kinds that we've sort of all been exposed to over, over, over the, over time, I think many will, I'm going to ask you to what you think, but I've been to some really good virtuals and then I've been to some really kind of, yeah, Jesse and I did one, uh, one day cause we were trying to do, Jesse was sort of, we were on an icon uh, hunt that day and Jesse you remember the one on the side of the road it's like the monument's gone there's, yeah and that's the problem nobody wants to tell on them or, or put a maintenance who wants to be the guy that gets rid of another one of our virtuals right. but like that one and we won't talk about that one but you go to a virtual and it's it's not even there anymore but nobody wants to tell on it and get it deleted so you're just like oh, okay yeah great virtual I'm going to move on Yeah, it, it really lowers the quality the average quality of them when you go to something like that and, and there's so many good ones that are still out there. Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to mention one real quick. Uh, and that was, um, it's called Horka Pump Pumpin' House. In case you want to go see it, it's uh, GC, N is in Nancy, Q is in Query, 4-0. And it is uh, actually in Germany, but it's a 5-5, Jesse. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. (laughs) (laughs) He already knows. Yeah, it's in Germany. I know exactly where it is. (laughs) It's a five-five virtual, but it's cool. It's got a shark in the in the water, and you got to like, you know, you got to swim down to get information. Um, You know, it's an it's a it's an adventure. It's a a cool experience. What's interesting was that I reason I bring that one up in particular was that it was the geocache of the week. But it was Geocache of the Week in 2016, and virtuals have not been allowed for some time now. So I found it interesting that, and to me, there's a little bit of a dichotomy here, a little bit of a some strangeness here. The geocaching doesn't geocaching.com doesn't want virtuals anymore. Obviously, they're not allowed, but they gave this thing the geocache of the week, but if it ever went poorly, then they would archive it in a second and nobody could ever get it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, you're celebrating a type that wasn't working well enough to keep it around. Right. That is kind of a weird conundrum. Very odd. But uh, there are some good virtuals out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting in the chat room. The, uh, let's see, I'm going to say it right. Islander 1988 said the oldest active cache in the Ukraine is a virtual cache. Yeah, that's... Uh, You've got the cache number in there, so that's pretty cool. That's Peter Young. Mm-hmm. That's, our, that's our man, IB Geocaching, one of our fabulous vendors or uh, su- supporters. Well, and I think we've vendors. all been to some good ones. We've been to some good virtuals, right? Oh, absolutely. 
Sydney? Yeah. Sydney. I don't well, I don't think I've been to a bad virtual. I mean good. there's That's good. That's good. Like like mm-hmm. you guys said there you did one that wasn't really there anymore. I haven't done one like that. Um but I think I have two that are at the top of my list that I just can't really decide. Um, one is actually in Gary's book. Oh, the book. It, oh, is it is in Pennsylvania. It is called Auto Art. Oh, yes. It is GCJ8M8. And it is a guy, his yard, he makes sculptures out of car parts. Yeah, it's very so cool. So there's like a car that looks like a bumblebee, and there's um, like a, a small dinosaur whose teeth are made of spark plugs. Yep. That, that's been one of my, my favorites. Very, yeah, that one is number four, by the way, in the book. So nice. We won't talk about, we're going to talk I more about if Zach has ever been to a virtual. Zach, uh, he is about to be on with us. He's around um, somewhere. Is he oh, in, oh, my goodness. Oh, I think What's he's he doing right now. Yeah. Um, but Zach, um, you need to come back and unmute yourself, buddy, real quick. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. He's running. Sorry, he man. He just got so excited. How virtual. There we go, guys. There we go. So we got Zach. Have you ever been to a virtual? We got the man at the cash here. I am at a virtual right <laughs> now. You are. <laughs> I'm actually on a virtual. Yes, yes, you are. You're on but top it's of virtual. it. How is that possible? Yeah. How is that uh, possible? Well, I, I opened my app, my uh, geocaching app. I noticed there was a virtual nearby. And uh, I'd say it's in my state, but it's actually in three different states, guys. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so if I fell this way, uh, it would be the uh, Minnesota coronary office, okay. the coroner's office. Cor- <laughs> if, I fell, if you fell and died if, that way. If I jumped that way, I would have to go to the South Dakota emergency room. Okay. And if I leapt this way, I would left, end up right? in the hospital in Iowa. Oh, sweet. <laughs> well, not sweet that you'd be in Iowa. I mean, not that yeah. sweet yeah. that you're at this virtual, not that you would die if you yep. jumped off this thing. But And it's so, kind of a, a little, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? scavenger hunt mecca because right there in front of me i can see a benchmark right over there is a traditional cache and a munzee and uh the road that the road that's right behind the camera that's running parallel to where the camera is that's actually the start of the borderline trail in south dakota which is over a thousand geocaches outlining the state uh the eastern side of the state so and then my stretch actually goes down this road you see in the background uh waving to some passerbys here but uh, yeah, so we got a, a bunch of fun caches here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a screenshot for the show. Yeah, you're, you're so out of the screen a little bit. You're so tall. That's there a good example. Your not there. There, there you go. go. That's, yeah. that's, that's better. Yeah, now we can see all of you. That's really yeah. cool. Um, um, the uh, uh, you see the sunset in the background. South Dakota sunsets are unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the prairie to get the full spectrum of colors. So I thought this would be a good location to take you guys. That is awesome. You know, um, that is a, a perfect example of a great virtual. I mean, mm-hmm. you're there. It's very cool. It's a, it's an experience that people, and you probably would not even have known about it had it not been a virtual geocache. Oh, definitely not. And it's, I mean, it's a real, this one's a really simple question because it literally is a marker. Mark in these three states, so you have to 
tell them what's basically at ground zero and describe a few other things that are here. And, uh, but it really takes you to a place where, you know, you can have a little fun like this. And I can't imagine how many people have climbed on that, <laughs> that marker there, but, uh, probably just you. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Just me. Uh, <laughs> I thought of trying to do the first, uh, geo, uh, geocache talk backflip, but, uh, I'll save you guys. the. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't know what you are in, so. Yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, thanks but, uh, for I got a little, example I got a of a good special, one anyway. I got a special something for you. I'm going to pull out my old uh, Uncle Rico here. There we go. And uh, from Napoleon Dynamite, and I'm going to do an attempt. Instead of throwing it over the mountains, can you guys still hear me? Yep. We still got you. I'm going to th throw this tier football over the state of South Dakota. There goes Zach. Iowa, over South Dakota. Zach's far Minnesota. away from the virtual. Here he goes. <laughs> there we see you barely. All right. Go, you keep going, buddy. You're drum, good. Drum, drum roll. We see. Here it goes. Here it goes. All the way across South Dakota. Oh. <laughs> awesome. I didn't make it in the bucket, though. It's ah. uh, that that shot, you know, it's it's uh, how, would, how do you want to call it? Virtually impossible. There, oh. 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 <laughs> Worst joke we've had on the show so far. Oh, my God. Awesome. We're, we're always doing first. That's right. <laughs> well, Zach, thanks for checking in at the uh, virtual cash course and showing us a good example of one. Yep. Awesome, man. That was awesome. Yep. And you, yeah, well, you guys have a good show, and uh, I look forward to listening to the rest of it. All right, Sounds buddy. good. Be careful. Yeah. Take care, yep. buddy. There he goes. And there he went. Oh, there boy. he goes. So there was a visual example of a, right. a virtual cache, which is kind of they're hard, kind of hard to describe anyway. So that's that was a perfect <laughs> example of it. You right. go somewhere, there's a statue there. You get some information off of it. Take a picture showing you, you know, which you can't require now, but take a picture showing you were there, and um, that's a neat place for a virtual to take you to. Yeah, it, it's a perfect example of a great, like you said, a great virtual. So I mean, that's you know something that is a reason and it, to me it's like we talked about this before the show but this is something that we could still be doing if it was done properly and it didn't go crazy like mm. basically it went south and they abandoned it and became waymarking i mean is that yeah you think that's safe to say I think that's safe to say without getting further into details to, to the part we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. But there, there really are still some good ones and two of my favorites are on the list towards a, towards the end if we get to them or whatever, mm -hmm. but I could talk about those for a while. So just, no, I'll, I'll say there are good ones out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know, Jesse, why, why other than it went, why do you think that they did go away? So I tried to look, in the forums, which I never <laughs> recommend. Um, that's always, that's always a that's dangerous just the thing. depths of, of <laughs> bad words. I'm not going to say so. Um, the forums, I guess have some good information in there when, if you have a thick skin, but if you post something, be prepared for, you know, what comes back. But so I was digging through the forums and, uh, the, I guess the rumor also had nothing really dispelled. That was that, uh, the quality of them really degraded. So people mentioned the like you know the seat at McDonald's and the the dumpster behind the Walmart and other places that people considered special to them and were putting virtual caches out everywhere. 
Um, and then I think the other the other part was people would put them out and never check on people sending in the answers. So there, it was really just like freebie freebie caches out there, armchair caches and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. the best I can tell, synthesizing all the crazy posts that were on there. Most people seem to think that's why they went away. And waymarking came kind of as a result of that. They put that out. Mm-hmm. So that all seems to make sense. Although waymarks are... Can you think of a better word than terrible? Um, yeah, more accurate word than that, or no? They're they're pretty pathetic. Now there yeah. there are a couple that are that are would have been okay as virtuals. Uh, we found one when we were in Manhattan, uh, Kansas, because we were trying to go ahead and do. We went ahead and did a benchmark and a waymark. Now the benchmark we all found was kind of cool. It was up on that hill, actually in Kansas, we're on a hill. But remember that one, Jesse? We found up at the top. We were there for a lab cache and turned out there was a benchmark right there. We're like, cool, a benchmark. So we grabbed that. But oh yeah. I got to go back and log that. I haven't logged that one yeah, yet. Yeah. Definitely log the benchmark there. Um, so, you know, and so there was a way mark, uh, like downtown. We, uh, we found one that was like a, uh, it was like part of the courthouse. It's like, so there would have been, I mean, it would probably have been a fine virtual if somebody would ever create a virtual about, and we're going to talk about maybe a better idea for for that mm-hmm. than a virtual, but and, and you know, and somebody mentioned in the chat room one of the problems would be how do you police them and make sure that they're good. So well, I think you, we have a possible idea for that too. So we do, and it's like, yeah. well, how, how do you police that anything? I mean, they, um, you know, there's plenty of bad geocaches out there. I mean, that's true. There there are mechanisms in place there to, are. To, for quality control. So, yeah. and we'll talk about those in a little bit. So okay. we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but they're still there. We still have virtuals, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. Well, we do. We have how many do we have left? This is interesting. So, well, it depends. The last time we checked. Yeah. So I think you checked earlier in the week, and there was what four thousand six hundred and fifteen. Yes. And then we rechecked, and it was down a few, right? It was it went, went down two during the week. So let me go check it right now, as a, as we, as the show is going on right now, and we are at we were at forty six thirteen still. But by the time you listen to this, you can go check yourself, and it probably won't be forty six thirteen. It'll be some other number. So it's like when we were watching the three for the three millionth cash, except for in reverse, <laughs> watching for him to go down. Right, exactly. So. And typically, when they go uh, in need of maintenance, uh, the problem with that is if the owner's not around anymore, you can't adopt out a grandfathered cash type. Right. So nobody else can take it over, and nobody else actually can take that needs maintenance off except for the owner that logs back in. Hmm. Once it needs maintenance goes on there, it's not going away, and then it's eventually going to be archived. That's bad. So, Sydney, you had a question. So, my question, I'm going to kind of be the bad cop here. That's okay. You go go ahead. Not to infringe on anyone else we know that used to go by that name, but um, anyway. (laughs) Exactly. Copyright infringement. Same, shame. I'm not not sure there's copyright on that, but anyways. (laughs) So, are virtuals so alluring or interesting to people 
because there are so few of them and they're so rare so everybody wants to get them or is it because people actually think they're interesting or is it both it's a great question it's a fabulous question sydney because i know that kind of my perspective is i want to get as many of them as i can because they might go away soon and you can't put out any more Mm-hmm. But usually these days, as I said before, I have not found a bad virtual. So usually there's something interesting about it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> not, not not like the one that Jesse and I found on the side of the road. That's there's nothing, I guess there's nothing there. There's really nothing there anymore. But we right, and then people just don't say anything about it because they don't want it to go away. Yeah, well, it's so funny. they won't they won't report a problem. Well, what's funny is that the cash owner changed the virtual so that there's a there's a telephone pole near where the monument was that's gone and you have to put information about actually there's two poles and you have to put information it's like this is ridiculous but oh well so but that's a great question i i kind of think it's both you know what you said jesse you think both is the answer for me yeah so virtuals are not my favorite type other than the fact that they're rare. They can be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy, my wife, who also caches, obviously, the mafia wife, she likes virtuals. She thinks they're neat. She likes the, the places they sometimes take us to. Um, if it's a good cache of any type, I like it. So, And there's the fun ones like in the list, and like the one you mentioned, I don't care what cache type that is. If you're going underwater and there's fake sharks, that's, that's cool. <laughs> exactly. So, I, you know, even if it was one of those, that other type, then uh, it would still be that other virtual type. It would still be a fun one. Well, the most popular in one in, in a few shows, we're going to do uh, what that even means. But one of the the most popular virtual is uh, Barney's down in San Antonio. Good old Barney, who's over 90 years old. He has the toilet seat museum. And yes, there's a toilet seat museum. He knows about every one of them. And it's cool to hear, you know, and you can go there. You can actually sign a toilet seat. You can sign multiple toilet seats if you go down there. If like from like if Sydney went down there, she could go to the New York toilet seat. There's one for every state and you could sign it. So it's kind of a, a very, very unique um virtual that nobody would probably i mean there's a geocaching you know he loves geocachers he just and so you can go there you can go to sign the geocaching one i actually did a a a tweet on uh from that particular one but just a cool i mean it's something that you know this thing could go away you know one day even before we lose Barney, I mean, it's something that we could we could lose that cash for whatever reason. If something came along, or some some Yahoo put in there that it, it needs archived, and then whoever owns I forget who owns that one. Let's say they they were gone for a while and they didn't get on there and fight for it. It could be mm-hmm. gone. I mean, that's just ridiculous in my opinion. Well, it would be, but. Um, there's another cash type that speaks to one side of that argument, the the rare argument. That would be the webcam cache. Yep. Does anybody think those are really neat? 
There are some. Oh, so everybody at one time then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of some that are really cool. I think Sydney has one about her that's really neat, right? Sydney does, yeah. I do. Which one? The one at Niagara Falls? Yeah, the one at Niagara Falls. That one I have not done, um, but I have heard about it. It is also in Gary's book. Yes, it is. See? Um, you're, you're good at that. Yeah. Um, so it's at a museum near Niagara Falls. It uh, The museum is about like all the energy that they make using the turbines and stuff from Niagara Falls. And at this museum, which is free to get into, actually, so anybody can go there. You don't have to pay to get in. Um, there's like a machine that takes your picture with a green screen and they put like Niagara Falls and or different stuff behind you and that's how you take your photo. So technically it's not even actually a webcam. It's yeah, like cool. a computer taking your picture with a green screen, but um, Sweet. that's awesome. That's pretty fun. cool. It's, I, I hope to get it in the next couple months when I'm in that area. So we'll see. I'll let it, you guys know. Awesome. Yes. We, we want to hear about that. We, uh, it's G C J R V is in Victor nine. JRV9 and it's called this love this name who named the best little town by a damn site by a damn site damn DAM um, yep number nine on the list in the in the book but I mean there's a perfect example you know of something that's that's really cool you know I think that's the right one maybe I got the right one and yeah, Ryan in the uh, chat room says there are only 122 webcams left Oh, I got but the wrong it's, one. It's, it's called Power Vista. I'm sorry. Right. That's the one. Power Vista. GC. other one is very cool, too. But Power Vista is the one that... Uh, let me put that real quick. GCH774. Power Vista. Yeah, that's the one, Sydney. Sorry about that. Yeah, I yep. think the, one, the other one you were mentioning is actually out here in Colorado. Oh, that one? No, that's in um, that one's in Saginaw, Michigan. But there are two webcams that you've been to, Jesse. The one at the giraffe cam. The, yeah, that one at the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo is a pretty cool one. Yeah. Um, that's a neat one because it takes your picture while you're feeding giraffes. So right. there are some neat webcams out there, but you know most of them that, that you go to are really not that neat. There are some cool ones. It's kind of like anything. There's, yeah, there's some, but there's, why do you go to webcams? Yeah. Because they're rare. Because they're rare. Well, there's they're, only three webcams in New York State. <laughs> Is there really just three? That's all? Yep. That's yeah. And I have done two of those three. I think wow. there's only three that are still active in Colorado, too. Oh, my gosh. And I have done one of those three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was that on your icon day? Yeah. Oh, it was a big cluster that day, too. That's a whole different story because the webcam wasn't working. Oh, no. But uh, so people were there. There was a whole horde of us there waiting and it wasn't working. It wasn't working. And then some guy, he must be the owner of the shop. He's like, what are you guys doing out here? And we're like, we're doing the thing with the webcam. And he's like, oh, okay. It's like in my tenant's apartment or whatever. But then all of a sudden it started working. So oh, I don't wow. know if he like reset his internet connection or what, but I, I was like about to drive away and I was like, I'll just check it one more time. Cause I'll be really disappointed if I don't. And then I, Shout! I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I jumped out of the car, and these other two guys were still there. I'm like, "It's working again! Let's take a picture quickly." So, see, you had a great experience. It was, it was, it was less about the webcam and more about the craziness that ensued 
because of it. <laughs> right. But it was because of the webcam that she had this great experience. Right. Right. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. I didn't say all webcams were terrible, but they are special because they're rare. That's why people they, they go are. so far out of their way to get them. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. And that's the argument. I'm just, I'm talking both sides of the argument, you know, and that's the argument that, that Jeremy, uh, love Jeremy. We got to meet Jeremy in, uh, Manhattan. Uh, uh, he even, you know, he's very adamant (laughs) that the virtuals not be messed with. Don't mess with virtuals, whatever you do, don't mess with it. And so uh, when I mentioned that virtual should return, he's like, no, they should not return. It's like, <laughs> well, and we're going to get to why we think maybe there might be a good reason to, to, to have or a them. good way, even. a good way to have them. But, there you go. but it, I don't, you know, it, yes, I, I understand his point because if we opened it up again and it wasn't done properly, and they just went, you know what? Let's just take all the waymarks, all 25 million, you know, oh, yeah. s- stop, stop signs, you know, and let's just lump them back into virtual caches. It'd be, it'd be, we'd hate that. I, I think that would be a terrible addition to geocaching. If they just brought virtuals back and put them all behind McDonald's dumpsters, you know, if they weren't quality, I don't think it would be any good and not good for the game either. I would agree with that. Yeah, and I just want to mention something real fast. We're going to get on into into the other. Our really, we're kind of building up to our uh, new virtual that we are going to introduce. But um, I do want to mention about Checkpoint Minnesota um, and why is it so popular. Uh, if you go to the Checkpoint MN dot com website and you go look at, um, you know, the Checkpoint Minnesota. If anybody watches. Joshua, the geocaching vloggers vlog. He does a lot of them during the year at checkpoints. And a lot of times there's geocaches nearby. So you can kind of, you can kind of, you know, double up on your, uh, your experience at a checkpoint, but the checkpoint Minnesota is, is huge. And they have like incredible prizes. They give away ice fishing getaways and portable cooker packages and bikes and, wake surf boards and uh, you know ski packages i mean all this stuff is our prizes that they've given away during the year because it's become such a big deal for people to go to a vir- it's a virtual it's not a geocache but still we're talking about something that is a virtual that could be done if it's done properly as they're doing and you can win these huge prizes and apparently you know for checkpoint minnesota it's a huge huge item so we're going to have to get to our point because the chat room is doing our show for us already. Okay. They're well, already lines ahead of us. That's okay. They're, they're getting there in front of us. That's how they are. That's how you, ha- that's what happens when you put a bunch of cashers together. Absolutely. So <laughs> they're getting way ahead of us. And another quick <laughs> item. So Sydney, you get to mention the next item because it, it, it relates because we were just talking about webcams. Right. So technically there are still caches that are, Containerless. They mm-hmm. are called Earth Caches. Woohoo! Earth Caches. It, um, I, those are still allowed and being approved, um, but they're not technically a virtual cache cache type. But no, still cool. But they are virtual and have no container. 
that's yes that is true which is a good example of of a virtual that's still around and being approved being published i mean that's i mean the, the argument that they can't control it basically flies in the face of their own if they're allowing earth caches then you can do virtuals and you can do them where they are approved and published properly don't you think i can't believe somebody in the chat room said earth caches are no fun i can't yeah, believe anybody would say that that was your wife oh yeah <laughs> Why but every cache type is not for everybody right exactly so i agree more options is is a good thing you own one of them what are you talking about i own four he four <laughs> he owns four of them come on yeah. well just because you know, they're not my favorite type. Doesn't mean I don't want to put them out for the community exactly. around here. So. Exactly. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. But so we were, you're talking about, they still can control it. Uh, and we wanted to talk about ways mm. that uh, geocaching.com could control it. And somebody already jumped ahead of us and said, if they had reviewers for it, they would be called history aware instead of the uh, geo aware. Yes. <laughs> so you'd have to have some kind of organization kind of like, uh, the Geological Society of America does, or mm-hmm. who does them? Who's the society that does them outside of the United States? Same, I Is guess. It the same, they do them all. Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but and I was on looking today, and uh, the I think it's called American Historical Association. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming there's a similar version in other countries. They they do constantly meet, just like the GSA. They meet. And, you know, go and do publish papers of historical site, have groups. It's the same type of people that I think that are associated with declaring something a historical landmark. And, mm-hmm. you know, they certify that. I would think if you could get them together like GSA is, is um, you could get volunteer reviewers for that just as well. Yep. So that's that's our I, new, new yeah. virtual. The history geocache could continue. That's our that's our new cache that we're going to have. So what I think uh, we've gotten several people in the chat room that said history uh, history caches would work. That could be a fun type. Uh, several people have suggested mm-hmm. that they got to it before us, but well, that's okay. We we've been talking about it now for a while. We just sort of finally came to this point. But go ahead, Sydney. What are you going to say? Right. So if some people don't know, uh, there are special reviewers for Earth caches. Uh, they are people that have degrees in geology or some of the other sciences like that, that are actually geocachers. They're not just a random person. They're actually geocachers that just happen to have a degree in geology. So there has to be somebody out there or many people out there that have degrees in history or, you know, something like that, anthropology or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they could be history cache reviewers. So, I think something like this would also need a special reviewer. You wouldn't just have your regular reviewers do right. it. Right, exactly. So that could then, just like the if for people that have published an EarthCache, that would solve the problem of quality. Right. right. It has to be an actual history lesson, just like the EarthCache. They're not going to let you say, I-, I want, you know, a historical spot to me is Walmart's dumpster. Right. They're not going to let that pass. Right. The Earth Cache publishing Earth Cache is actually it's it, the uh, regulations are pretty stringent actually for people that have done it. It's tough. Um, I mean, they, I've, I've they tried one and never got an actual lesson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've I've been denied. 
But that's because mm-hmm. somebody else said they were going to do one. So, I mean, but like you said, it's very strict, uh, which is fine. That's that's what we want. We want it to be quality. And I think if, you know, for what they are, Jesse, I think that most, if not all, most, we'll say most, are all pretty good quality. Earth What's caches. that? The Earth, for Earth, Earth caches? caches? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. That you know, and for me, it's not that the cache type is bad. It's a different type, just like everything else. I'm just not into geology. Right. I like going to the places. I think they're very pretty that they usually take you. You know, they're neat places, but I'm just not a geology guy. So there's, mm-hmm. but there's other types that, you know, that well, are for everybody. So, and, and like Christy, your wife has said, and she's, she, she's like, her and I both agree. I mean, we love history. So mm-hmm. to have a history cache would be, I think would be fabulous. I mean, um, when, you know, when's the last time we had a new icon? Not since I've been in the game. Probably. I think the, I don't know if this is right. So don't quote me. I think the newest icon is earth caches, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Or mystery maybe, or unknown, I guess. I don't know. No, no. That's been around a long time. Has I think. It? Okay. Might be. Yeah. That's a, you know, and so I'm sure somebody, somebody email us and tell us what the, the yeah, the, somebody in the chat, let me know. Right. <laughs> Either in chat, in the chat or, surely knows, or email us. Somebody go find that. I know, um, I, I know uh, Limax. He'll go find it and he'll email us because you know that's kind of Limax. Right. But <laughs> that's. But oh, somebody brought up lab caches. I guess that would be the eh, the newest yeah. Icon site. Yeah, 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 technically, but those okay. are still kind of in the works. But experimental. Yeah. Well, we, Actually, we kind of like. I, I, don't know, I like. I like web. Ca- I like lab caches. They are virtual. Mm-hmm. They Sometimes. Are most. Yeah. You're right. They're not. They don't have That's to fine. be. You're right. You're right. They don't have to be. They can be, and they're strictly controlled. Well, you know, because they have to be at a certain, usually at events and so forth. But well, only Omegas, right? Yeah, I think only Omegas yeah. right now. Well. I think there are some special instances for other events, like mm-hmm. in Spokane. I think they have some they? that were out for a year. I think you could get them. There was oh, one. Wow. Yeah, there was one. I think back in 2014, iHeart geocaching time frame. I know Daryl mm-hmm. W4 mentioned it, but you could actually do one yourself. But it was for a very short time, and and you uh, could only do one, and only one person could find it. Yeah, you could only do one. Right. Yeah, exactly. Kind of their experiment, but. Uh, and they you know, can be up or down. They're neat because they're also usually within 10 days, they're gone. So it's a, the lab caches are there and gone quickly. So, right. And oh, been, or Giga is or Giga or is that the newest icon? It might be because it only happened a couple of years ago the first time. But I wasn't thinking events, I was thinking like actual caches, but right. Kinds that we can all find, I guess. Uh, because Giga as well, in, t- in theory, we you can go to Giga. Europe. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Technically, it's they're findable, but um, that's an event cache. I was kind of thinking more of a normal geocache icon. So back to back to the brand new history cache, and somebody yes. in the chat rooms said had a good idea for the icon. It can be a little history book. Yes, perfect. I like that. I think I think Jeremy said that. Yes. Um, so if they were to model it after the Earth cache, it would be a history lesson. Mm-hmm. That would be a combination of the location and some information from the cache page, right? 
Yep. You think that's how they would they could go about that? That would most closely model Earth caches, I think. So right. you may you may have a better right. take on that than me. It's, you seem to d- like them better than me. <laughs> uh, I do like Earth caches, but I also think that some are way too crazy and way too much work and are ridiculous. I agree with you there that I don't like those ones. Those ones are <laughs> stupid. Um, I think earth gashes should be straightforward and not, you know, a gazillion pages long of questions that you have to answer. And, but I think, let me point out something else <laughs> that is kind of, you know, the bad cop situation. So earth caches are about the earth which is what geocaching uses, as some people say, it's game board. You hide geocaches in on the Earth. Mm-hmm. So history, how does that really relate to geocaching? There's a history of geocaching, and it still happened on the Earth. Uh, yes. And we're all part of history. <laughs> Well, and I'd say history is just as much a part of the earth as geology is. As a matter of fact, the section of history that we're talking about is more applicable to people than all of geology, since that's many millions of years. True. Also, what I was thinking. For- <laughs> hey, Michelle, I don't know. That's all I could come up with at that's the time. That's good. That's good. No. I'm My- just trying to no, no, I- up I- all like the points here. My-, My answer to that, Sydney, would be. That part of the part of what geocaching is, and I wrote a whole book on it, is that geocaching is an adventure and that it's not just the Tupperware, you know, in the woods. It's about the experience and the adventure of going to this cache. And, you know, we, we all see this. We all do. You know, if it's a good cache, whether the container's cool or the place is cool, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Land Monkey, a lot of his that being where he's at, very picturesque locations, you know, he goes there and he takes a picture, not at, not toward the geocache, but what you see when you're at the geocache. And so in a sense, geocaching being the adventure that it is, you would be able to go to a place and learn history and history can be part of your adventure. I like that. That's about the best description you can come up with, right? Right. I'm <laughs> not saying I, you're taking to. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like the idea. I think it's a great idea. No, no, good. No, you you got to ask but the, ask this, the hard questions. Yep. This might be a reason why I don't know HQ is you know not into this idea because what does history really have to do with geocaching? I don't know. What, I'm just throwing what, that out there. I would say it has the same to do with geocaching as is geology, though, right? What does geology really have to do with geocaching other than we walk on it? Yeah, but you're, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like geo- <laughs> earth caches are more related to geocaching <clears throat> than history caches are. Mm, I don't and know. It, history it, involves people. We're not allowed to bury <laughs> caches. Right. And, and who's to bury them into the earth, so. And who's to say that that geocaching.com isn't going to go. I think they're going to go for our idea. Once we provide them with a formal proposal, I think they're going to be all over it. I think we're going to get this out, you know, some, at some point they're going to go. Yes. We love the idea. 
We're going to call yeah, up. I think it's a viable idea. I really do. So you get virtual caches back. You have quality insured. You know, you have somebody reviewing the process. Mm-hmm. You're not damaging a historical location because you could have it at all, you know, the many historical places and uh, different terrain, have different, a new type, right? Yeah. Different, different terrain, different difficulties. I mean, you don't have, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to just be a walk up just like earth caches. Some there's five, five earth caches. So there's, there are indeed, there's plenty of historical places. And I, one, I, one I like to bring up is that comes to mind is the one in, in Hawaii, there's the Captain Cook Monument. You can't walk to the Captain Cook Monument. You have to get to it by boat. Just, I mean, I think you can like like trudge to it, but I, I think they really discourage you trying to get to that monument through the. I mean, they want you to get out a kayak or something and go out to the Captain Cook Monument. So there you go. That adds to the train. I'm not saying what kind of train it is. That's another show, but that's a historical item that you can't put a geocache at that you could um you you'd have a, a little more difficult train and you have a great experience so so there's quite a potential to have some i mean the playing field would be pretty wide there's there's a lot of history and that's no one area has all the history so it would be in every country every continent it's probably not as much history in antarctica but you know but i guess there's some right there's been some famous Probably. expeditions there too. So, oh yeah, there's some history locations that are uh, well. You could put one. I mean, y- y- there's a lot of historical locations around the world that aren't necessarily oh, yeah. um, <laughs> that would be tough to get to. I mean, and you know. would these just be like any kind of history? Like, would it? Like, I know how Earth caches have specific topics mm-hmm. that can be allowed like what would you have specific topics for these like there has to be some sort of historical monument there or one of those signs that talk about i don't know like the history of your town or the history of the country or the history of some person or i think that's where you'd have to have uh a committee like gsa to set some standards and they they have some pretty some pretty good standards they have uh if you've read through all the rules that they have on GSA site related to earth caches, mm-hmm. they have a lot of categories. Like you said, there's a lot of um, what would be a good earth cache and what wouldn't be. And they even have some mini classes that'll teach you more about geology and how you'd put out an earth cache and you get little certificates and stuff. I think you could do the same thing with a historical society. I think they'd be willing, you know, if they were willing to partner and they had uh, something like that, I think you could set standards because if not, it would be back to the same thing, right? Well, mm-hmm. this is where I was born, so that's history. No, no, it's right. not. So. Right. And Josh, the geocaching blogger, is in the chat, and he brings up a good point that maybe there should be a limit of one per person because there some so many people would love this idea so much that there would just be so many history caches. Well, I like that. That may be controversial, but I like that idea. And there's, there's, I'm looking on the historians.org uh, website, which you, uh, uh, Jesse, you put out there, which is a good, a good example of where we could, it's the American Histor- Historical Association pages, historians.org. And I was looking at their awards and prizes, and that's a good example. You've got, 
uh, you could do it could fall into categories. So you have European history, you have um, uh, Europe, you have um, East Asian history, women's history. You could have a cache that's dedicated to um, uh, a historical woman, and 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 so we could all learn about. Um, that person, sometimes we don't, you know, we don't get to hear about some things that African history, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you could go about having categories similar to the different categories they have with the geological. So, but I, I think you could do it. I, I, I probably would disagree with, with Joshua in the sense that if this was done properly, there is no reason why we couldn't have, Quality. I mean, how many geo? Let's let me go to like how many Earth caches are there in the world? Let me go take a quick look. I can tell you a lot. So I don't see a reason why you couldn't have. Uh, and as as of the clicking of the button, we have twenty six thousand two hundred thirty four. But I think that one, you could control the quality yeah. by having a reviewal process. But they could do just like they did with challenges. They kind of were seeing if they were still going to be viable. They could do that only one per person or, mm-hmm. and they could set a whole bunch of different rules, but if they limited the number at first and you only, and you know that you can only put out one, I'm pretty sure that you're going to put out one that's pretty high quality. True. That's true. I know if I can only put out one new cash type, one of this new cash type for, you know, the first year or whatever, I'm not just going to go, yeah, the minimum standard. I'm going to do the best I can. So that might encourage quality over quantity. Uh, I like that idea. I like the idea that that's a good point. You could start by saying, you know, geocacher, you get one. Now, of course, what what you're going to get is people fudging it and creating. Maybe you should be a premium member. See, that's another one of those things that's going to be controversial, but. Maybe it's not a bad idea, at least to start. You know, the somebody mentioned. I think it might have been Islander. She mentioned that that lab cache mm-hmm. that was temporarily available. That was only a premium member, right? That was a perk for premium members that a while back, was that a couple of years ago. Well, and premium members are the, are the only ones that, that can that can look on, like on the geocaching app. Mm-hmm. If you're a basic member, uh, you do not get to see all the different ter- difficulties and terrains. Hmm. I didn't know if you knew yeah. that or not. And I guess they can control who could publish or mm-hmm. participate and, and, and what type of cash too. So mm-hmm. can you only see traditionals? I think uh, so. If you're a non-premium member? Non-premiums I think are, are uh, restricted by difficulty and terrain. I don't think they're, rest- I don't know about the other restriction. I have to go mm-hmm. look. Uh, I don't know. Geocache talk is a basic member. We are all premium, but. Yes. So another point that I will bring up. Yes. Go for it. So for your history caches, I, you will, you would be learning some sort of lesson mm-hmm. much like earth caches. So would people after some amount of time start to not like these because they're too hard or I have to like read the cache page and <laughs> like learn some stuff. Oh Yeah. I have a guess with that. So over 80% of all caches are traditionals. They're that one type. Um, And they get found more than all the other types. But I think the game would be a lot less without all those other types. Yep. Oh, Uh -oh. 
We got we got somebody uh, here that I think is at an interesting cache. Zach is back. Hey guys. Um, hey. I'm Zach. gonna turn the camera around so you can kind of see. There's the moon up there. Yep. The valley way below. If you can tell, I'm in a tree. Oh boy. Why are you up in a tree, <laughs> Zach? I'm just sitting here. Um what 30 feet off the ground and uh i'm actually getting an ftf live on the show there you are ftf first find on the show and not yeah and i don't know if you can see it it's pretty dark here can you see that in my hand yes we can all right well it's official i think let me set my camera down here uh this ftf is actually pretty significant for me because this is a four and a half five dt combo and if Yep, we have <laughs> we have a FTF blank, blank log. Nice blank log. Wow. And uh, this cache actually represents my closing of my second fizzy loop. Woo-hoo. So, yeah, just wanted to call in and share this with you if I found it, and I did. <laughs> awesome. But yep. So congratulations yep. on completing uh, that challenge, your second fizzy loop. Yeah. Well. Uh, it was a fun climb, and uh, yeah, there's a beautiful sunset behind me that I've been enjoying while I've been searching. But uh, yeah, just wanted to call in quickly and uh, yep. share a, a nice tree climb with you guys. So awesome! Not, to, not to hijack the show, but there's a there's a great adventure right there, Zach. No, we're we're glad you did. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know what a fizzy is, I'm not going to tell you. You have to tune in next week, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> We'll get to Sounds that. good. That's right. It's, it's almost a, like we're talking about challenges next week. So we'll, we'll talk about that later. It's a great challenge. We'll talk about next week. You bet. That's right. Yep. So congratulations, well, take care, guys. Yep. Thanks. Take care, you guys. Thanks, Zach. Yep. Bye. There he goes. Very cool. FTF live on the show. There you go. So Zach, Zach, uh, uh, it's got to be a first to be FTF up in a tree. Got to be live FTF. on a podcast. That's exactly yes. yeah. Live, that's what I meant. Yeah, live on right. the podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, All right, so okay. Where, now where after that we? first, where were we? Sydney was. You were talking down about our idea for some yeah, reason. Yeah, she was. No. I was. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> bringing her idea. up sides of the argument that mm-hmm. are viable. I and you. we're glad Jesse rags on Earth caches all the time and says he doesn't like them. <laughs> I just thought, you know. His reasons for not liking Earth caches, some people might have that same reason for history caches. And I agree, and I, th- I think you're right. And some people may not want to do them. I mean, like you said, no. they might, they might, they may be, they may fall in that camp, Sydney. Like you said, that they're like, oh, I don't want to do it. But but think about the the cool thing that we have. A, we'd have another icon. I mean, think about the excitement that would be that would build within geocaching i mean now you could do and for, for all those people out there that have done 12 icons in a day or 13 icons in a day or 14 icon whatever it is now you could go ooh, if i plan it just right might be a good 15 icons in a day and somebody in the chat room pointed out that sydney is just playing devil's advocate which she should that's how we talk about all sides of this absolutely so we're not really getting down on sydney we're just no, messing with oh no no however no. uh History is not my favorite topic either, but I like the yeah, you variety of different. Yeah, you got in the chat room that you probably. Oh, yeah, and, these. Uh, my wife's always ratting me out. She's in the chat room live, so. That's right. Um, it's but now what we're you know out of eighty something plus percent of all caches are traditionals. 
But again, like we were kind of talking about, if we didn't have those other types, at least for sometimes, it would get kind of boring. It would be the same old thing. So, you know, everybody wants to find something a little different and change the game up some. So I think people would jump on it immediately, and then some people that like it would settle into doing them all the time. And others would go back to finding traditionals and only find them sometimes when they travel or whatever. I agree. Yep. Yep. But well, why not? I mean, why not add something like this? And I'm not going to mention, but there are other location-based type games out there that do a lot of new and interesting innovation. I was just going to bring this up, Gary. Oh, what funny. Go for it, Sydney. Yes. Well, as you said, there are some games that put out new types mm-hmm. of their things frequently. <laughs> um, it seems that one particular game comes out with something new every couple weeks. They do. And geocaching has not come out with a new type or, you know, something new, I guess, other than souvenirs, which are frequent these days. Yeah. Um, they haven't come out with a new type in quite some time. So I think maybe it's time for a little spicing up or absolutely, you know, a little something interesting or new, right? Anything new would be exciting <laughs> at this point. I think it's been a long time. How, <laughs> Since we've had, like, like you said, Jesse doesn't even remember there being a new icon. I don't, and I'm, I've been, I've been geocaching since '06, and I know there's been some, but there hasn't been many. Let me tell you, nothing since '11. I mean, the events, like, but not for caches anyway. Right. So, we need, we need, we need the the game needs something like this. The game needs. Uh, something that fits perfectly into a tried and truth method, which is earth caches. I mean, that's it. It fits perfectly into that whole it's, it can be done properly. It can be done with, with, with backing from, you know, whoever it happens to be the national geographic. I don't know wherever it is. You could have it done and you could do it properly. And it means there's another five five type that we can go out there and find. See, the, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's you know. I mean, that's th- there's another thing, and for a whole other show. But what if they changed the DT rating and made the fizzy grid different? What if they came out with uh, difficulty five point five and difficulty six and terrain five point five and terrain six? Now your fizzy uh, grid. Now the oh grid. Oh goodness. I mean. Think about That'd that. That'd be a revolution. Though. People would, people would burn it down if they messed up the fizzy grid. But still, think about that though. The the people that enjoy the fizzy grid, like Zach, who just finished it twice. Think about if you added a whole whole section of square, two more squares on each side. I mean, the, they would you you would just go crazy with excitement. I mean, Jesse, you're a you're a fizzy guy. Um, yep, a little bit. They think would be. About- it would be good. I mean, there's some things that would cause more problems, uh, which. Now I get to play devil's advocate, right? So mm-hmm. what is the downside of what we proposed? It's got to be something, right? That it takes effort to coordinate with a society like that. Okay. I think I'm it would take some effort. sure they are not wanting to do that. 
Well, and they're a small amount of people, right? So how would we overcome that? You'd have to have some sort of connection, like someone from a historical society would have to contact them and be like, I, me and my mm -hmm. society are willing to do this, or I know this many people that would, you know, be interested in being reviewers for this. So I think someone from the geocaching community that is some, is some sort of history, I wouldn't say history nerd, but has a degree in history. So obviously they are a history nerd, but not just any front of the mill off the street history nerd. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, they would have to contact, make the step to contact HQ. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, I don't think it would ever go the other way. Do you the think the other way down the street? Right. Do you think the first step then would be one of maybe hopefully the listeners or somebody that's a friend of a maybe. listener could start reaching out to historical societies? I, I can I I'll admit I don't know, I don't know any, any historical people. So. Right. I don't I don't either. Um, but it would have to be someone with a degree in history uh, mm -hmm. that is part of one of these uh, historical societies that would be willing to put in the effort and volunteer their time because I'm sure there will be a lot of time that is spent on reviewing these because I know just regular reviewers and they also have regular jobs along with volunteering and they're obviously not getting paid for this. So they would have to be willing to put in that extra time. So if there are any of our listeners that are interested in working on this project, email us at geocachetalk at gmail.com. And somebody else brought up a good question. How did Earthcash start? Who reached out to who? Oh, that's I have good. no idea. Like, that's important to know, but if somebody else knows that, That'd be good if they emailed in too at geocachetalk at gmail.com. <laughs> that my new job is. Look at so. that perfect timing we got going on. There good go. job, guys. But I think that's, we can bring this. This is the first conversation on this, but I think mm -hmm. with the very active group of people that, that we know and that listen to the show and listen, you know, that do geocaching and go to all the events, we can spread the word quickly and we, we may be able to get some of that that footwork done to make mm -hmm. this a viable option for geocaching because they are changing some things lately. They're trying to change some things. they got a new CEO. And if yeah. somebody was able to present something like this to them in kind of a better package, like here is this whole model, it, it may actually be more than just us talking on a podcast, right? Exactly. And um, if people do it nicely, because I don't want anybody doing this incorrectly, but you could contact uh, info at historians.org is their uh, email that they have publicly put out there. But, um, you know, if somebody knows somebody, professor of professors of history, you know, might be able to help that also geocache. Mm. There's got to be some out there, right? Yeah, it's gotta be. Or Definitely. There are AHA members. I mean, that's another, you know, I think that's, it's gotta be, gotta be people out there like that. So that's, that's the homework for everybody listening to the show. Reach out to what Sydney mm -hmm. so callously labeled as history nerds. And, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and, That's and okay. Get them to get in touch. We'll we'll have some more chats about this and see if we can make a a true movement out of this. Absolutely, I think we can. We can, and we will. We can and we will. That's right. We can <laughs> and we will. All right. Have we have we exhausted this for this for for now? 
We have them. Oh, we yeah. all have our assignments to go find somebody and bring it back for our next session of there you go. how to bring three caches to life. Yep. That's right. your homework. There we go. Homework. All right. Coming up on the show next week, show 49, is creating a challenge and completing a challenge. Two different topics that we're going to push together into one fabulous show we're going to talk about next week, next Sunday. We're also going to give away a coin, which I'm going to preview for now. But it's such a cool coin, and it was given to us by Coon and Bud, mm. our, our buddy from uh, from Arkansas, um, Kendall Taylor. And so I'm cracking it open right now. But this is kind of interesting because it really comes into play uh, with our discussion tonight, which is, let me get it out of the container. Hold on. Hold on. Here it comes. Um, here's the coin. Let me make sure I get it just right. So, ooh, cool coin. But the cool thing about this coin is that it is from GPS Adventures, Arkansas. Let me, where's the, oh, it's on the front, so I don't have to worry about showing the, so there it is, GPS Adventures, Arkansas, which probably hasn't been for a long time. Uh, so these are kind of rare. But we're going to give that away uh, next week. So, um, you know, that's another icon that I think is they're still around. But why aren't there more GPS adventures out there? I mean, they're only they're not in the U.S. anymore. So Mm -mm. anyway, only Canada, Canada and Europe, Canada and Europe. So two weeks. Yes. And then two two weeks from today on May 21st. We're going to do a recap of a mega, the ASP mega that Sydney is going to. That's right. Very excited about that for you. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping it doesn't rain like it usually does. <laughs> oh, let's hope let's hope and pray for no rain. And you're going to try to do some of your uh, night caches that you didn't get to before, right? Right. I'm going to try. I'm sure they are publishing many more so it's just like a list that just keeps getting longer and longer i can just never get to all of them <laughs> well i know you'll get to some of them so I'm looking, yeah we're looking forward to hearing about that and then in three weeks uh show 51 we're going to do uh the 201 geocaches to find before you die book review but more than that we're going to really talk about uh the discussion is about lower wilson and what is Lower Wilson? What What is that? Why would we care? Um, and what it means to geocachers to be familiar with the Lower Wilson and what that, uh, what that can help you with. So uh, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Seems like I mentioned that already, but that's okay. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter uh, at geocachetalk. Uh, is the show Twitter. Uh, mine is at Gary Slinkard, all one word. Jesse is at Memphis underscore Mafia. Sydney is at Shermanator GC. And Facebook at facebook.com slash geocache talk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis until next week 
Don't just talk about geocaching. Go find a virtual and go find us a historian <laughs> and go geocaching. So good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. We'll say, found it.